You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Good morning. Welcome to Vineyard Community Church at Mount Comfort. My name's Rick Francis. It's a joy to be with you. Did you bring your sermon series booklets with you today? Let's see them. Okay, a whopping three. Okay, good, good, good. If you didn't receive one of these, uh, I think Michelle has made some handouts so that you'll have something that you can write in today as we look at navigating change. Thanks, Bob and Ray, for ministering to us. Uh, I, I love the, the external manifestations that just reinforce the realities that we already know are true from Scripture, but it's wonderful. Uh, Ray had some gold being poured out on her hands. Is that correct? Well, it was, it was in the whole room, but Bob looked at my hands, and I thought, what's he looking for? And as soon as I said that, I had a sense of gold falling. falling okay, down. good. And I thought, it's not just me, it's the whole room. Amen. In case you didn't hear that on the live stream, uh, as Bob was looking at Ray's hands, he was wanting to know uh, what was going on, and it was like gold was being poured out, and it was filling the whole room. Now, I don't know about you, but when, I, when Bob told me that, I was thinking of Revelation chapter 3, where the Lord says, you, you know, we think we're rich, but we, we don't know. And the counsel of the Lord to the church was to buy gold refined in fire. And I remember years ago that Bill Jackson was saying, you know, he, bought, he believed that that was faith. And to, to have our faith purified and refined the way gold gets refined and purified. If that's the case, anybody need more faith? Uh, it's in the room. Just reach out and receive it. Uh, and then I had a very natural, because a lot of times pictures like that can have multiple meanings. And I thought, well, I wonder if anybody's in need financially today, and the Lord just wants to pour some gold into your lap. And uh, if that's the case, let's make sure we pray for one another, especially if there's a financial crunch that you're going through. We're gonna look at some of that as, as an example today as we look at the message. Last week as Chuck preached, it was just amazing. It was a wonderful word. The first word that he gave on peace like a couple years ago, I thought was one of the most outstanding messages I had ever heard on peace. And then came piece number two. Wow, that was so wonderful. We're so blessed to have Chuck in our midst and, and uh, being able to share God's truth and revelation through the scripture. Just a wonderful, wonderful thing. And so we receive that. Today we go from peace that transcends fear to the idea that God and all that he has all that he is never changes. He never changes. Theologically, we call this the immutability of God. He's unchanging. God never changes. He's eternal. He's eternally been who he's been, and he eternally will be who he is today. Always and always and always. So today we're trying to navigate, how do we, how do we work through all the changes that are coming? Is anybody experiencing anything with change? <laughs> it's like, wow. Uh, 
the place of change and the place of uncertainty oftentimes causes us to, to get a skewed view of who God the Father is, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I was reading in the devotional and it says, when some Christians find themselves in a place of uncertainty and unpleasant changes with no answer to their problem, they change their view of God and ascribe to him character traits that are totally anti-biblical. They might convince themselves that they won't, that he won't help them out of a financial hole because he isn't intervening in their affairs. Though the Bible says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But you know, there's another voice that speaks as well. And that voice is broadcasting the opposite message. But the problem is it knows the scripture too. And it is say, oh, you're in a financial pickle? Hmm. Well, you know, you reap what you sow. Now, is that biblical? Absolutely. Absolutely. The enemy knows the word and he will use the word to get us to view God differently than who he truly is. And when there's changes and, and things aren't going our way, it's easy, and, and I've, I've been hearing this quite a bit in, in the body of Christ at large, for disillusionment to get in. And because our faith is on our circumstances and not upon God himself, we lose our focus because here, everything is shifting. But in heaven, nothing is shifting. And that's why Paul says, set your hearts on things above. Set your minds on things above. Because it's there that we find the anchor. There we find the, the stability that helps us navigate all the changes. So change comes, and I like change when it's good change. I like when there are checks in the mail and the bank account increases, that's good, I like that. When changes that are unpleasant, I don't particularly enjoy those as much. But here's the truth, God is immutable and we live in an ever mutating world reality that's all around us. Our scripture verse is coming from James chapter one, verse 17. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Shifting shadows, say that three times real fast. Mm -hmm. So as we look at this season in, in our reality, it's, it's like none we've ever known before. It's, it's difficult when we have a dramatic change in a negative way in our own personal life or within our family life. But then when we have a pandemic that is a global change, we've never, never had that. Like overnight, everybody's wearing our designer masks. It's like, oh my stars, yeah. What's going on with this? That's why I'm not preaching with it because I sound a little deeper. Um, I don't know if you've watched any of the, of the movies that are on some of the television programs now. 
I checked the date. A movie in which there is a public area and everybody is wearing masks was made in 2018, way before the pandemic. And I thought, whoa. And then all these crazy movies that I know none of us as believers watch, The Walking Dead, all this kind of, I mean, we, we've got crazy stuff out there that's kind of apocalyptic, catalytic, all those kind of things. I was just teasing about that because I, I hear you talking about The Walking Dead all the time. <laughs> uh, as, as, as we hit those things, it, it's, it's showing, and it's almost like, I was talking with the Lord about this, it's almost like the, the enemy, is it, is, is it the enemy or is it you, Lord, that's inspiring all these films? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's more the enemy than the Lord. But is he giving us a heads up of what the enemy wants to do? Because I think a lot of times in our culture, what our, our fine arts, what our, our media and stuff like that is being influenced by the wrong kingdom. And as a result, we're seeing what his agenda is as even these things that are supposedly entertainment is, is going out. And it's like, okay, Lord, give us wisdom. What is this? And I think, as I often experience, the Lord lets me see something that the enemy is doing so I know how to stand against it, so I know how to posture myself and align myself with his heart for his redemptive activity to trump whatever is taking place from the kingdoms of darkness's activity. So change is hard. I think that's, I think that's plain. Everybody agree change is hard? Who, who really enjoys change? Anybody enjoy change? Somebody? We like change if we win the lottery and it just keeps, or <laughs> something like But change, you know, as, as I know some, some folks, they have to have structure and order. And when change messes up their structure and order, it produces a real sense of stress and anxiety. And it's like, yeah. And I find that true in my own heart when it reaches at those levels that I care about. You know, I like to be loose and, and, and spontaneous, uh, so I think. But I find that there are parts of me that really like regiment and routine and find some real security and safety in, in knowing that this is going to happen and, and get that structure. But boy, it's like, what can we depend on that stays in any way, shape, or form the same today? What is it that's staying the same? What's constant? Because that's where we got to go. We got to go to our anchor. I, I was thinking of, of how surveyors find one point before their tripod and, and their scope and all that starts to really make sense. They have to have that point of fixation. And from there, they can measure everything else and find where your property lines are, where the road needs to be and all that. You have to have that point that's fixated that's now the cornerstone. Oh, the cornerstone. Who's, who's the cornerstone? Jesus. Jesus is the cornerstone. Hmm. So we find that in this practice, we move from peace that transcends fear to the truth that God and all that he is has not and does not change. Hmm. 
God remains unchanged. The folks that went through the Great Depression, God didn't change. Those that went through the horrors of World War I and World War II, Vietnam, all of those wars, God never changed. He's remained the same. He does not change like a shifting shadow. There can be shift in economics, shifting in our health, our public health, shifting in racial challenges, but there is no shifting with God. He is your true north. He is always the same. So the idea that we're looking at this morning is that regardless of our cultural issues, our economic challenges, the pandemic, all the shifts in technology, even our change in public opinion, you can still trust that tomorrow the sun's gonna come up. It will rise each day. You can still trust that if you are like the Combses and go to Colorado frequently, you will see that the Rockies are still there. Yes. They haven't shifted, they haven't moved. And that's the way it is with God, and even more so. Amen. He is always the same. So when we talk about navigating change, I think it's best if we don't do that in isolation, but that we do that in community. It seems like the, the more that the enemy can get us isolated, the easier it is for him to deceive us and to increase our pressure, our stress, our anxiety levels because of circumstances. But when we have a brother or a sister there that's to remind us that God is still in control, that God is sovereign, that God is immutable, he never changes, then it causes us to get refocused and allows our heart to go back to peace. We bring before the Lord the changes we face in our personal and our communal lives. And that's what we're doing today. If you've got your uh, notes with you, if you've got your pull that out and start making some notes and asking the Lord to reveal to you, to show you the changes that uh, are, are coming in on, upon you and, and trying to destabilize and disturb your sense of peace. We invite his unchanging presence to frame our ever shifting landscapes that are around us and to give us stability, even in the most unstable seasons. The best way to start is, is just being quiet, quiet your souls, especially if the changes have disturbed your peace and you find that the anxiety is starting to ramp up. The best thing to do is just quiet yourself in the presence of the Lord. Invite the Holy Spirit. Invite him to come and to be peace to you. It's the fruit of his presence. The fruit of the Spirit is, is peace. Ask him to help you to name the changes that are the most destabilizing for you. What is it that's really getting you at a point of unrest? What's keeping you up at night? What's making it difficult to eat and to enjoy and allow your food to digest in a healthy way? Even Psalm 23 says that God prepares a table for us right in the midst of our enemies. 
We can have our enemy right in front of us that normally would cause us to be at such a, an adrenaline rush that we wouldn't be able to even think about eating to be able to sit down and have a meal because of his presence, the peace of his presence. So make note of the shifts that are coming to mind. Just write them down on your, on your chart right there, on your sheet. Here's the, here's the four steps that we've been looking at as we've been, gone through this series. The first is to acknowledge. In this step, we name the specific changes that attack our thinking and create instability in ourselves and our communities. And so we want to write those down, name those. Second, we, we address. In this step, if we go back and we reread the scripture, the scripture verse again, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Just meditate on that. Realize he's unchanging. Now, that's really good news if you have a healthy concept of who he is, but if you have an unhealthy concept, through the abuse and, and through a wrong teaching and through experiences that the enemy's got you to think good is bad and bad is good and stuff like that, then you might think, oh, I really wish God would change because my perception of him is that he's capricious and he doesn't really care. And sometimes he, he might do something for me and other times he'll, he'll be off playing golf. And we get a misunderstanding of who he is. If we understand who he is, we don't want him to change. And so if you're having trouble perceiving of a good God, ask the Holy Spirit to show you who God is, reveal it to you and give you the ability to enlarge your heart and take the stuff out that misrepresents him and to realign your heart with the truth of who God truly is and let that get planted in your heart. So we acknowledge these are the things that are causing me anxiety, Lord. These are the changes uh, that, are, that are bringing stress to me. Then we address in this step, you know, we read the scripture slowly. We go to the place who does not change like shifting shadows. And then we face the challenges that lie before us. What are the changes that are there? We, we don't try to sweep them under the rug. We, we don't try to pretend like they don't bother us because we got our super Christian cape on right now. And so we're invincible. No, we, we honestly look at the changes that are having an effect on our lives. And then we say, I like this. As I wrestle with this, and then you put whatever the changes that you're wrestling with, I realize that God remains unchanged. Can you say that with me? I realize that God remains unchanged. You put in whatever is there and just feel free to start listing, bullet pointing those things that uh, the Holy Spirit will highlight that these are things that are, are, are attacking you. These are the things that are trying to rob your peace. Mm-hmm. Then the third step is that we ask. And in this step, we speak to the Lord, asking for the insight we need from him in order to trust his unchanging nature. No matter what else is changing, his nature does not change. 
Mm. This is a, a wonderful time to just say, Holy Spirit, I need to see the Lord. I need to see things the way he sees this. Because from my viewpoint, this looks like a disaster. I need to see how heaven is looking at this. I need a different frame of reference than the one that I'm currently occupying so that I can see clearly what you're up to and what you're doing. Sometimes that's an encounter. Sometimes the Lord just shows up when we, when we speak to him and we just invite him into the change that's, that's destabilizing our lives and he, he can just show up. And it's amazing that in his presence is fullness of joy. In his presence is, is complete contentment and peace. And all of a sudden, the changes that was feeling like uh, just heavy weights and pressure just kind of evaporates. As you know, I do a lot of counseling with folks and I was counseling uh, a, a lady who, whose heart had been betrayed, shattered, just really, really hurting. As we go through the counseling and the Lord just leads and so beautifully, there's a moment in her life, one day last week when she was getting, before she got up, she had this little vision dream encounter with the Lord. And the Lord appeared at her bedside and took his hand and put it in her, into her chest, to her heart. And when she woke up, it was healed. I'll vote for that one. Yeah. Anybody want yeah. a little activity like that? Yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. Makes my job really easy. <laughs> and I love when he does that because he's always the one that heals. He does the healing. And nine times out of 10, most healing and counseling happens outside the counseling office. It happens as what we hear and what the Holy Spirit leads us to, we begin to apply. And as we begin to apply it, then it starts to really connect and God meets with us. And that was wonderful. So we need to see, we need to encounter, we need to have the truth from his perspective, not necessarily ours or the circumstances that are around us. Then we go back to acknowledge. And this is the closing acknowledge. <clears throat> it's acknowledging that God is unchangeable. That his promises and his faithfulness remain the same forever and ever. Though everything else is changing, he doesn't change. Hmm. And so here we start putting down the impressions that the Lord gives us of how he's working in the changes that are trying to disturb us. And we confess that he is still good, always good, always faithful, always true, always loving and kind. Now it was really interesting this week. I, I've had multiple sessions where the Holy Spirit brought up the love of God in, in the sessions. And I went back to an event that I experienced uh, several years ago in a vineyard just south of Kansas City. And it was a, a deeper life 
type of conference. And the guy was, was encouraging us to pay attention to the things that we find ourselves resisting. When someone's saying something and we're starting to bristle or we're reading the scriptures and we're starting to bristle or somebody's preaching something. Today, you might've been bristling all morning. Uh, as, as those times come, make a, a note of those and invite God to show you why you're resisting. What is it that's causing your feathers to get ruffled? What, what was that? He taught that in the morning session. Then in the afternoon session, he, he did a demonstration, and I've done that here, where he had a bowl and it was on a table on the platform. And he had a huge can of whipped cream. And he was talking about the passage in John where God lavishes his love upon us. And he started and it filled the bowl, went over the bowl. And while he's doing that, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, I'm theologically trained. I know God loves me. This is good. I like this. This is really wonderful. This is fantastic. And as I watch it, all of a sudden I notice I'm starting to have a little resistance. What, what's going on? Does he not know that the bowl's full? And now it's pouring over the bowl and it's on the table and he's still going. Shh. When I did it here, I ran out of whipped cream. <laughs> this guy had a huge whipped cream and it just kept going and going and then it fell off the table onto the floor. And I said, Lord, why am I, why am I resisting? What, what is that that's bothering me? What, what is that that's having a, a reservation about this? And I thought, Lord, don't waste your love on me. We've got to be efficient in the pouring out of love. Lord, just fill my bowl enough so that I can be loving and accomplish what you've called me to accomplish, but don't waste your love on me to, to access. That's not, that's not good stewardship. It's really interesting how I, I was worried about the Lord stewarding his love as if there was any limitation on his resources and uh, projecting my situation and how I operate onto him. But now he just keeps, just keeps born. <laughs> and Ray, when you said the whole room was full of gold, I was thinking this morning as I was praying, I saw it full of whipped cream. I just thought, yeah, there's whipped cream everywhere here today. Oh, this is, and in case you don't know, I love whipped cream. I challenge my, my server, especially if I'm at uh, Red Lobster and get key lime pie, I let her know that she cannot put too much whipped cream on that plate. As a matter of fact, if it's fallen off, she's probably got just about enough. And uh, so I love whipped cream. And so this, this speaks to me, but there are parts of our heart that some, somewhere along the line, we've agreed that we only deserve so much, but the Father wants to pour out more. <laughs> the only thing that restricts him is us. We say, oh, that's enough, that's enough. We have to get to the place where we say, Holy Spirit, teach me how not to restrict the love, the lavish love of God from flowing in my heart.
in Romans, Paul says, and he pours out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he's given to us. If we have problems with the Holy Spirit, if we've had some kind of experience with the Holy Spirit that we haven't resolved and we haven't worked through, you're messing with one of the main funnels by which Father God pours his love into our hearts. It's like, huh. If you have a problem with one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I hate to tell you, you need to talk to him about that. You need to spend some time with whatever it is that's going to cause you to bristle when God's lavishing his love upon us. Because when, when we feel loved, we'll go through change just fine. Because we are tethered to the heart of God where he's lavishing his love in such wonderful ways into us. I just want to uh, go back and quickly go through some of the things that I shared last time on uncertainty. Just real positive, positive affirmations, how to embrace joy, how to embrace God as immutable. What God starts, he brings to completion. All good things come from God. Every good and perfect gift is our, our verse. Comes from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. God is always, he, he has no end. God is present. God will make a way. Sometimes we can't see the way, but he can and he always makes a way. Goodness and faithful love will follow me all the days of my life. Psalm 23, verse six. God is my friend, John 15, 15. God has good plans for me. I can trust his plans. Romans 8, 28 and Jeremiah 29, 11. God will be with me every step of the way. Isaiah 43, 2. God never tires. I just think that's amazing. Because a lot of times when we're praying for people and they're receiving prayer and we pray more than once, we pray two, three times, it's almost like the recipient thinks, well, I think God's getting tired. No. We're just working through all the barriers that is interfering with what he wants to do. As the worship team comes, just wanna encourage you to take a look at your notes that you've written. This is really designed to be kind of a, a community event. And here we are, we're a little larger than a small group, but not too much. And so let's share with one another the things. Here's the, the therapeutic value is that as you share what the Lord is showing you, the changes that are affecting you, it gets it out on the table. And then you too can agree to the immutability of God. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.